What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are watching and listening to Lyles Movie Files. Happy Batman Day for all of you celebrating and observing the holiday special day for DC's other flagship character. How are you out there, little brother? I'm doing well. Very good. I see you are not wearing a Batman shirt. You're rocking the dark side. At first, I thought it was a dark side is, but I see it's not that. It's a Star Wars dark side. Yes. A stormtrooper. A TIE fighter, to be exact, but the camera's not. Zoom there. Let's see if we can get it. There we there go. You so go. You can see the full TIE fighter pilot. Watch out. All right. So, anyway, it's Batman Day. So, that means we're going to talk something Batman related. I've got some props. Got my Batman figure, but since we're talking Titans, nobody cares about Batman. Instead, I've got Nightwing, I've got Tim Drake, and I've got the Red Hood, the first three Robins. So, so far, season three of Titans has focused on a couple of major Batman-focused storylines, plots. I think this season's been very interesting because other seasons have focused on titans storylines this one's all about batman so we have been kind of very quickly very briefly breaking down batman and death in the family too bad there was no 1-800 number for us to call to determine if jason lived or died but that was that so now we are on episode seven home and it's all about going home not a homecoming but just going home. Maybe we should have queued up the, the Puff Daddy uh, I'm Coming Home song. That would have worked. You know what didn't work? Most of this episode of Titans. Let's break it down. <laughs> so Barbara and Dick are happy. They're seeing doves flying everywhere they go. For some reason, Barbara has the crappiest commissioner's office in the history of Gotham. If you look around at this police station, how high tech and how just amazing it is. But Barbara has a massive leak that looks like it's about to spring any second. I have two questions about this. Why does Barbara have a computer desk? And why does she have a fish tank on it? That seems like it would be a conflict. Like if she just happened to move some papers over the wrong way. Oops, there goes Goldie. And there goes my fancy computer because I can't spill water on it. My She's second, got good posters. Yeah, my second. I mean, she has a windowsill behind her. Wouldn't that be a more appropriate place for Goldie and the crew? Second, why does Barbara have a leak in her office? She's the commissioner. I mean, it looked like Crane had a better facility. He didn't have any leaks in his ceiling. And Arkham. Uh, that was, that seemed like it was something to help this story go along because I don't remember seeing a leaky ceiling like that until this episode. Oops. Maybe I didn't pay attention to the leaky ceiling. Yeah, you didn't. This this whole episode was leaky, so it was very symbolic of everything that was going on in this episode. All of all of the plot holes that are failing to get filled are now starting to dampen and threatening to crash down on this season of Titans. Boom. All right, so um, they're happy and everything's good. They're going to a gala 
and it is all good for Dick and Barbara. But before they go to this gala, Tim Drake remembers that he's part of this season and shows up at Wayne Manor, which apparently has all of the security of the Arrow Cave and Star Labs because anyone can just walk up to the gate. Yes. No, 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 no. It, it, it has better security than Star Labs. Star Labs, anybody can walk. At least, at least Wayne Manor has a gate that you have to at least push open. Star Labs is a straight open door policy. Like, don't don't go that far. Come on in. The tour starts. Yeah, you, yeah. So, uh, Tim Drake. Hey, I mean, again, we 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 know Tim Drake is coming, and I, being somebody who does not remember how he started in a comic book, becoming Tim Drake. He's just been Tim Drake almost. I'm for so me. happy you asked. So this issue, this episode was largely a very quick abbreviated version of a lonely place of dying in this comic book collection of about five issues it's a crossover between batman and teen titans where batman is going off the rails right he's totally a mess ever since jason died he's more reckless he's not fighting the same savvy criminal detective crime fighter that he was now he's just barreling through he's getting beat up he's bruised he's being really sloppy and tim notices this because way back in the day he went to the circus the same time that dick i don't understand how they managed this squeaky creaky continuity because they're not that close in age for him to have remembered anything from the circus when he was a little kid and dick said hey watch me tim i'll i'm gonna do a trick and you'll see me it just that whole thing has always been weird. It feels very soap opera-ish with the timing. But anyhow, so he saw him at the circus and then he realized, hey, this guy Dick Grayson has to be Robin because nobody can do this trick. And then, hey, Robin's doing this and he's no longer with Batman. He's Nightwing. So that must mean there's a new person that's Robin. Oh, this guy clearly got killed. So he goes to, to Dick and Alfred and goes... Bruce needs our help because he's going off the rails. And then Batman is like, no, I don't need any help. You're not going to be Robin ever. And, and Dick is, and he, and Tim originally goes to Dick going, Hey, maybe you need to go back and be Robin again to help him. But then Batman and Nightwing fail to stop Two-Face. If I'm remembering correctly, yes, Two-Face. There's the, the coins back on the back of this trade here. And they get caught. So there's no one to save Batman or Nightwing except for Robin. So Tim Drake dresses up as Robin. He saves them. Batman gets upset for a second and then realizes, you know what? I have been off the rails. You need to do everything I tell you to do, but maybe you can be Robin. And that's how we get Tim Drake, one of the more popular Robin characters and most beloved newer additions of the DC Universe. Titans decides to go, let's fast forward through any of that potential cool development. Because that's what Titans does. They just go, yeah, who needs pacing and clever build up to anything? Yeah, skip, 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 skip. (laughs) They're doing chapter skips. Yeah, they're not not doing fast forward, like press three. Now they're skip, skip, skip. No, we don't need that. Skip, skip. Hey, actually, hey, I mean, because... 
like in this, I mean, this episode, he really like Tim Drake goes up to him like, "Hey, I, I met you. I see you about to go down this random hole. Hey, I know you're Nightwing. I know you used to be Robin. I know who Batman was." And it's like, "Okay, kid, I'm gonna go back to this hole and act like that. You couldn't have possibly known any of that." And he was like, "Um." We kind of know that Tim has been following Batman and Nightwing. He probably does know all this, but it was like to actually come up to see the dude at that random moment was like, it, it was very odd. This goes back to that same issue where having Batman kill Joker really collapsed this whole Red Hood story because it was very shocking and very, what the heck are they going to do? Now we know what they're going to do, and it's not working. Because Batman unravels after Jason gets killed. And this sets up Tim becoming Robin. This show had Bruce kill Joker. Jason become Red Hood for literally no reason then. Because he was avenged. He was vindicated. And he's just doing a temper tantrum now for no reason. So he's unhinged. Nightwing is not really doing anything outside of how Nightwing typically does his stuff. And there's no reason for Tim to go, hey, I know who you are. I know who Batman was. I want to be Robin. Like, there's there's no need for any of that now. And he's just coming, hey, I want to join up with you guys because I figured out who you were. And it doesn't make sense. There's no motivation, no incentive. He's like, none of this would have happened if Batman were here. But Gotham was a crap show when Batman was there and nothing seemed to be working out right. Right? Well, I mean, you, I mean, is, I always go back to, it's like the Red Hood story. Why is, why is Jason Todd the Red Hood? It should be because he's making like kind of a mockery of Joker's first identity. And because Joker is dead by the time he actually starts taking up Red Hood. That doesn't even make sense. It's like the whole story of Red Hood is him trying to like, hey, I'm going to be almost a, I'm a better Batman by take, breaking down these rules. And if I see Joker, I'm sure as heck going to kill him because, hey, if you were killing me, him, I wouldn't be in this position. You know, I'd be Robin. But now it's Batman's, Batman's in a win. Joker's dead. And he's following some mess from Scarecrow because of these drugs that are getting questionable at this point. I'm, I'm just like... These are magic it, drugs. <laughs> yeah, it's like, is it a no-fear drug? I mean, I'm not getting what it is. And why do I want this no-fear... I'm, I'm going to jump, so go, okay. go, go to the next part. <laughs> All right, so Gar decided last episode that three in the morning was the perfect time to visit Molly. I feel like Molly really should have just shot him on GP. She's in Gotham. Somebody's knocking at your door at three in the morning. You don't need to open it. You just shoot first and make him run. And as I say, and also in probably in that neighborhood, if you probably, and people, you they've seen you hanging out with Jason Todd. So if you might think that the dude who came with the Red Hood mask the first time and Red Hood has been talked about as a bad guy and then somebody's knocking on your door at 3 a.m., if they don't say, hey, the police, I'm thinking you probably should start shooting. Yeah. So Gar is like, listen, I know you want to help Jason. I want to help him. And, you know, not everybody wants to, but I, I'm down for him. 
I'm like, what the heck is this? Why? What's the need to help Jason? Jason killed Hank. They were fine, but this one sentence messes up any hope for redeeming Jason. Uh, is uh, you're you're gonna have to. I got to jump a little bit further in the episode because it's true. It's like Gar is like, hey, when we were under Cadmus's control, Superboy and Gar both killed somebody. I mean, like they killed people. It's the last episode where Donna Troy valiantly gives her life to the magic of a lamppost. Um, so they they have bodies on them too. So it's not like. Hey, you know, if you're under somebody else's control, you can't be redeemed. It's just taking a long time to get to the point where it's like, it doesn't even look like he's being controlled. It looks like this is free will doing yeah. his temper tantrum. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm not a better Batman. I don't, I'm just Crane's pawn yeah. for no reason. For no reason. And also, Connor and Garden kill a Titan, which I think is key in this whole thing. And they were killing Cadmus and, and they were out of control. They were being manipulated and used. Jason seemed to do all of this stuff on his own volition. He wasn't kidnapped like Gar and Connor. Like they literally dragged them out of Titan's Tower to make them psychopaths. Jason somehow magically is able to get to Arkham. No one cares that this little teenager is going to a prison full of psychotic murderers. And they're not going, hey, who are you? Bruce doesn't have any surveillance cameras to make sure that nobody's going up to his crazy rogues. And Jason just spills every secret to the Titans because he's fearless. Ugh. All right. So Gar wants to redeem. You're not going to get any sense on that because we, we tried to make sense of that. It's like, there's no way you let a teenager who has no law enforcement credentials or anything talk to the psychopath because that's what makes kind of the fanboys copycat psychopaths like so no like that's just not gonna happen yeah um this whole like I said, this this season is each each little episode kind of makes you like two or three episodes like wait a minute that doesn't make sense this is a plot hole yeah wait this whole highway is starting to collapse the amount of potholes we have so eh. that was pretty good i like that one the highway is collapsing. I may have to acquire that and popularize it for the masses on my next review. Um, I'm sorry. The internet says it's already been popularized. Okay. So we've got that going on now. Tim wants to know, but somehow Tim's like, yo, I know where Jason is because I saw him when I was caring for my shot up dad. I'm glad they didn't kill his father, by the way. But yeah, I saw him. So then Barbara uses a computer that's not Oracle to track down random people moving. What the heck do they need Oracle for if they've got that computer anyway? Okay. Shouldn't I'm pretty sure that in between Wayne Tower, I mean, sorry, not Wayne, by the Batcave and <laughs> just general police, this is a person of interest. Hey, we should have an algorithm. Talk to Felicity. She'll make an algorithm that'll magically pick up his DNA. But you guys don't have a, like, hey, this guy's face plastered everywhere. If you see this guy, call us. Yeah, I think that would probably be a good thing. Him or Crane. So, Manhunt. These guys. These two people. And they're running around without any disguise whatsoever. So, you should... And how the heck, 
How the hell is Crane literally out of God? He's literally came out of an insane asylum who broke out. It wasn't like it was an accident. He got broke out, but now he's on the run. How do you not let the citizens of Gotham know, hey, hey guys, I got I got some interesting news. Scarecrow's hanging out. <laughs> that, having that, We're not going to let you know because obviously I would like to keep my job because as soon as you guys hear that he's out and he's been hanging out for weeks, months at this point, I'm totally going to keep my job. Like, no. That should be a text alert. That should be like a green or purple alert for all the Batman rogues who are out and loose in Gotham. And I feel like this is a super lazy part with Titans because if nothing else, Crane should be like, yeah, they should be looking for me. Let me change my appearance. What's something really easy I can do to change my appearance? Oh, this ridiculous hippie beard I've decided to grow while I'm in prison. If I shave this, put on my glasses, maybe most people wouldn't recognize me. Or would I look like a madman? So, yeah, I'm. I, so they, they were able to track down Jason and somehow all those times riding in the Batmobile, riding in a motorcycle, Dick has not learned to look both ways before crossing the street in his motorcycle. And he does this stupid, like, every cliche, dumb hero, police figure ever. Jason, stop! Like, why are you yelling for Jason? Just go across the street, tackle him, and then go, Jason, yep, that's you. Why did he, why did he yell? I didn't make any sense. I don't yeah, I mean, it's like, because at this point, it's, hey, I know you've killed my boy. I'm not yelling at you to stop because now I've given you the heads up that, oh, I actually do see you. I see you watching me, watching you, watching me. Like, no, come on. I mean, like, yeah, stop it. That not make any sense. I, I was quite frustrated with that because I was like, oh, come on, dude. He's not going to do that. So he's in the hospital. All of a sudden, he's starting to get hallucinations that he's not going to tell anybody like a true hero in any superhero thing. I'm hallucinating. I'm not going to tell anybody. So he doesn't do that. Barbara's like, all right, I missed the gala fooling around trying to find Jason. You found him, but somehow we can't find him again. Um, okay. And then we have Corey trying to deal with her own stuff. But I don't know why Blackfire and Connor are like my favorite part of Titans right now. There's something cool about their dynamic that feels totally organic, not manufactured just to do something. They kind of make sense as a couple. I like their chemistry and they play off each other pretty well. What do you think about them? I'm getting, I'm still trying to figure out how we're just like, I mean, I saw the whole Blackfire episode, but I'm still not understanding like Corey, are you going, are you concerned about your, sister who killed her parents, which I mean, they gave an explanation, but are you concerned about that? Are you sure they are not going to, she has no interest in killing you. Okay. And are we planning on, you know, resolving that whole murder in Tamarind, Tamarind thing? No? Okay. Besides, I mean, I, I, I like, you know, black, I mean, I like going to your, your other point. I like their chemistry. I think they actually they're they're cool. But I'm I'm starting to hit I'm I'm wondering how long 
is to say we don't have a we can't figure out what to do with Connor, so we're doing this. And it's like I, I I'm not sure it's how long that should last. I like that more than I do a lot of the other things. Although I did like the interaction with Barbara and Dick this episode where they're kind of like leaning more into them being a couple. I kind of feel like the show put Barbara into a dumb box, making her the commissioner. I feel like if she were just Oracle, their whole interaction would make more sense. She doesn't have to be this authority figure as a commissioner. The commissioner really could have been anybody, but Barbara and Dick with her as Oracle makes it allows for a lot more. Can you explain to me, does everybody in um, Gotham headquarters know who all the Titans are? Because I'm pretty sure their secret identities are pointless. I feel like Dix has to be pointless because he's running around with the Titans. You clearly see who Starfire is. You know who Blackfire is. Connor has no outfit. Gar is the dude with green hair. I mean, they don't have identities. The only ones that did were Hawk and Dove, and they're gone. So yeah, it's, like, it's really weird. And the random guy who always comes around asking the questions that the other guys actually is the guy who we know is Dick Grayson. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like oh, wait, these he, are stupid. He looks types. like the dude with the wing head on with the mask. So I'm pretty sure I know who he is. Yeah. Like he's the only non civilian rolling with these guys. And wait a second, I think I pieced together who Nightwing is. So that's that uh, Crane didn't even have to be that smart, the super genius to figure that out. All he had to do was watch the news for two minutes. So we've got that. Corey's still having her visions, which I thought was weird because it seemed like we had resolved that when Blackfire showed up. Do you still care about Corey's visions? I, you know, how, like there's certain shows you're just like, I need you to wrap up this bad guy or storyline so we can get to the next thing. And I thought the visions, I thought we had wrapped that up. And now Blackfire was going to be, you know, her own reason why these visions. Now we're going to get, I mean, maybe, maybe I haven't read a comic book in a second that they're, they're trying to drop little clues, but the other stuff around it is frust- so frustrating that it's like, I can't let that story build up enough because I'm dealing with this other frustrating story. Like what are, what's going on here? So, I mean, maybe we'll, we'll get on a spaceship and go to, you know, Cameron and, you know, take over the planet. Maybe so. I feel like that's something they would do if they had a major budget, but they just have to keep going from city to city. So I don't know if they're ever going to pay it off. I think making her a hero kind of wipes away a lot of that stuff. That way we don't have to deal with the alien race coming and alien race invasion. I think that's just, we're going to wipe that away. And I feel like speaking of wiping things away, they really needed to deal with Crane last episode. Arrest him. He has no powers. He has no ability. His top henchman just uses guns. And Nightwing beat him in the second episode. So we don't need this drawn out anymore. Why not just have Connor look for Scarecrow, track him down, arrest that dude. But for some reason, Crane is able to get away and escape from the Titans. And I think this was the episode where we needed to introduce villain for the second half of this season. Not have Scarecrow still trolling, still being the super genius that is able to conceive every possible scenario to keep winning. And we learned this Um, episode, he's got some mommy issues. 
he's feeling inadequate. So he needs to go to his mother, who looks like she's maybe 12 years older than him. Maybe. And he's like, Mommy, I have problems. You never love me. And I'm like, I don't care about villains. Especially a guy who snaps the neck of the kindly security guy who's trying to help him out. Gives him his yogurt. Like, dude, don't give up your yogurt for this creep. And I hate this. Because it's, it's like... Shows do this way too often. They're like, let's show how bad this bad guy is. He's already killed a rack of people. But let's show how bad he is. He's going to kill the guy who's offering to help him out a little bit. And it's like, this just makes him a tool and it makes you guys crappy writers. I already know he's a murderer villain. Why didn't he just let the security guy walk off? And that makes him creepier because it's like, oh shoot, you don't know who he's going to kill and who's who he's going to let live. But now it just kills him. And then he realizes mommy is ratting him out, even though at the beginning of the conversation, mommy seems surprised that he was there. And like, oh, how'd you get here? Oh, I just well, crashed in. Well, she's got a okay, okay. She's got a panic button. And hey, if your crazy son ever comes around, press this panic button. But I don't see like Scarecrow being a dude who can break somebody, snap somebody's neck and I don't know what he did to his mom to just take her head off. It's, it's, it, it hits the point. It's like if he's this dude, I don't. I'm not seeing him as this psycho. Other than he should just be in a regular jail. It doesn't look like he's that impressive. I haven't seen. I mean, it's like these scarecrow. Like going just like from Batman Beyond. I mean, uh, begins. It's like the dude in the mask, like who's basically poison in Gotham. Like he's got a. He's smart. He's got a plan. This guy is a, I have every plan. I'm Scarecrow and Enigma all wrapped in one. And I know how to get it. All this will work out. Even though it should never work out. Yeah. It's, I I planned this on this eventuality. And I, I've, I've crunched the numbers and everyone fears the blah, blah, blah yeah. of this right now. He's Jonathan Crane with the script, basically. Oh, well, it says right here, I'm supposed to do this. Great. Now I see what you guys are supposed to do. That's how he's able to accomplish everything he does. So Jason decides. No, 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 no. Let's 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 really get to the crux of this. Why? It doesn't look like Connor has any limitation on his Superman powers. This is an easy win. It's not like he can't fly. He has x-ray vision. And it doesn't, I mean, yeah, he looked like he had one time where he did something in lead, but I'm thinking when he's knocked out, he's not finding the perfect lead line place that has access to the city's water system. I'm pretty sure he's confined to what is actually there. So there's no magic hole he can actually really go in. It's like, hey, Connor, just, you want to do a sweep of the city, you know, just see if you catch him? Sure. Yeah. Like that, that's where this season is is dragging Crane out because they have Superboy. And honestly, Nightwing alone could have figured out what Crane is doing and stop him. So when you have like superpower characters like Superboy and Starfire and Blackfire to another extent, and you've got a super detective in Nightwing, I mean, and geez, Tim Drake can figure out where this sucker is. So why are the police not able to find this guy who has no power? You can shoot his knee and he's done. And all this, but he's still just running around. Nobody can figure out how to stop him because Scarecrow is just the man. He's got the script. 
He's got the script. So Jason Todd is, he's kicked his drug habit and he's suddenly seen a little bit clearer now. And he decides, I'm starting to feel bad because I killed Hank and I can't blame the drugs. I know. I need to go talk to somebody who will hear me out and won't judge me. And he does what any normal, sensible person does. He goes to the Gotham peep show and he doesn't want to peep anything. But he wants them to role play as Hank and Dawn. I think it was really cruddy of him not to have a white wig for the lady and a bird suit for the dude. The dude is like, this is ridiculous. I don't care what my movie TV resume is. I'm walking out of here. And the, and the girl's like, well, let's talk about it. You know, when I'm strung out on drugs, I know what always works for me is going home. And then you see the light bulb pop up over Jason's head like, yes, maybe I can go home and they'll forgive me if I'm really, really, really apologetic. Please make sense of that scene for me. Anytime. Uh, well, the sun is shining outside. It's a really nice day. Uh, you know, th- those are some good figures you got there. Thank you. I'm quite proud of you. <laughs> um, if you want sense of that scene, it was like so ridiculous. And I, and I actually, I had to laugh at the guy because it's like, this is Gotham. If somebody says he killed somebody and wants to make nice, I'm out of here. You deal with that mess. I'm This dude on the other end could be the Joker. I'm good. Like, I don't need none of this in my life. He's the most sensible guy this season. I'm like, nope. Yeah. I'm not saying that for this. I, it was, it was just like, I, I can't use my words because they can't use their logic on why that scene should have happened. So, <laughs> okay. And it was, it felt like it was just an excuse to go, ooh, boobies. And I'm like, I mean, but that was the first time we saw that. And it was just like, why? Yeah. Like, I mean, just, you could talk to a random homeless person for as much sense as you made. Like, that didn't need to happen. I mean, it's just like, hey, we're using, once again, using this gritty take on Teen Titans. Like, this doesn't, like, nobody goes and talks to the random peep show people. Like, no. If, if only there was a psychologist character that he'd interacted with earlier this season that he could talk to and be apologetic who wouldn't judge him. Well, he did tell her in some, some really choice language for her, and then she wasn't good enough, so he found Dr. Craig. Yeah, I kind of feel like maybe that's a, hey, Leslie, I messed up. I'm sorry. Is there any way? Because I feel like that dialogue could possibly have come from Leslie. Reach out to Dick. Tell him you're sorry. She has a connection to Dick. So this would seem less ridiculous than him talking to a uh, peep show couple and hoping for the best. Yeah, because, you know, you'd actually, if you're trying to find, you know, that bridge, you would use an intermediary to actually help you figure out your issues like yo i think i was actually on some drugs after i left you that made me do some really bad stuff i would like to find a we a bridge if i would use you as a bridge back to my home because you know that would make sense this season is not making so much of the whole sense thing i think my favorite part of the episode was when jason called dick and i was like look meet me in the tunnels and Dick goes to meet him in the tunnels. Somehow, Crane sees his mother. In the same time it takes Dick to find Jason, for them to talk, he finds 
He kills his mother. Then he goes down into the tunnel and somehow manages to get there teleportation style the same time that Dick and Jason are having this conversation. No, 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 no. You forgot. It's tunnels. So he had to get to the exact right junction of these tunnels to hear this conversation. Because again, he's got the script and there's no way he can, like, he can go all over Gotham, but he knows exactly this is, if there's ever going to be a tunnel, they're going to have a conversation. It's going to be this one. Yeah. It's like, they can say, oh, he tracked him, but that's bogus because their conversation should have happened long before he got there. Cause he was killing his mother while Dick was in the tunnel to talk to Jason. Like their time was crazy off on that. You make any sense. I'm tired, uh, of, I'm tired of Crane. Uh, Crane. Crane at this point has run to me. It's like, this is the thing why last season's Judas contract worked because Slade was the main villain, but Ro- I mean, uh, Rose was kind of the stopping. I mean, like kind of, Hey, use this. And then you had Dr. Light there as well to kind of, here's the bads, here's the bad, but here's the really, really bad to throw it to everybody in the way. And Unfortunately, we put Jason as that intermediary block, but he's not really good at that. It's like you see one instantly, oh, he's a pawn. Let's go after Red. I mean, let's go after Scarecrow. And I don't have to worry about Jason because Jason's just going to be a small distraction that really Gotham PD could deal with because he's one dude. Yeah, I think if this was the point where they showed that Crane was the one manipulating Jason, like right now, and they had just left Red Hood as a threat that the Titans didn't know who he was, the pacing could have played all of this out so much better where it's a mystery who Red Hood is. You know, we know, but the Titans don't know until right now. And then it's like, oh, shoot, it's Jason all along. And then, oh, man, he's been manipulated by Crane. They don't have this long, drawn-out thing where we're starting to wonder if they're trying to make Jason redeemable. And they just let Crane loose because that works out a little better, I guess. I don't know. No, I think I think we talked about that. Like the pacing on this, on especially Red Hood, is just horrible. I mean, it's the he's he's barely been Red Hood. He was barely Red Hood for an episode, really. Yeah. Before that mask came off, and he's hey, it's Jason Todd. You know, it's like yeah, there's no suspense at all. Zero. So then the Titans track down where Crane and Jason are, but they're slower than Tim Drake because he's clearly a better detective than anybody here. More intelligent, smarter than the guy with X-ray vision, super hearing, more intelligent than the guy that's been trained by Batman, and more intelligent than the guy who is also sleeping with the police commissioner who has access to all of this technology. So Tim arrives and he sees Crane lumbering in, Crane drops his gun, and Tim is like, hey, is that a gun? Maybe that's a gun. Maybe I should move faster. Maybe I should go around the corner. I don't know. What should I do? Crane comes back out. He's like, hey, there's somebody who's looking at me. I'll shoot him because that's what I should do to not draw attention to myself. That didn't make any sense either. I mean, why would he think some random kid has anything to do with him? So he just shoots him. And then the Teen Titans or Titans arrive. Oh, shoot. They shot this dude. And Jason comes before them. He's like, who are you? I want to be Robin. All right, I got to go. Titans show up. 
And again, nobody's like, hey, where's Crane? Connor, track this dude down. We know he's in this building. And Crane is so lucky or he's so intelligent. One of the two, because he knows Nightwing, who in three seasons always goes solo. He's like, team, bump your team. I'm going to go do this all on my own because that's how I roll, player. This time, he's got the whole crew with him. And this one lucky time, Starfire is there and she shoots with the force, the power of an acetylene torch that happens to trigger this device that lets the fear gas into the water stream of Gotham. How does he know all of this stuff is going to happen? So, as you can hear, that uh, Jeffrey does not like this uh, Directions of Titans. No. Uh, Jeffrey is probably not alone. Uh, this didn't make sense. Um, Crane is basically like, hey, I'm going to leave a calling card of bodies so everybody can figure out where I am. It's like, you, you're really just a random security guard moving some chemicals. It didn't make sense to shoot the guy. It's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, thanks. You know, take care. You know, because... It, obviously, if you're running around without a mask on, nobody knows who Scarecrow is, so it's not a big deal. Um, like, if, as soon as that security guard early in the episode said, oh my gosh, it's you, it's Scarecrow. It's like, no, here's some pudding, because nobody knows who Scarecrow is. So you don't have to shoot the random dude. He broke his neck, which is even worse. I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I mean, like, you don't have to break the neck. You don't have to shoot random Jason. You don't have to, you don't have to shoot Tim Drake, because no one obviously knows who you are, so... You're a random security guard moving some stuff. Like, that didn't make sense. Um, the magic flaring exactly at the right angle at the right time to magically burn through the hole in that one place. I'm not giving you that one. I mean, I mean that's, that's <laughs> bad writing. I mean, and, it's, and then that's even worse. It's like how magical we've never seen a hole in commissioner gordon's office that just happens to happen the same episode that the fear gas gets in the water stream it's like guys you i mean you're pushing it i i i even said like kind of i joked about it but when they killed hank i was like i don't know if i'm gonna like the rest of the season and they're not changing my opinion of this it's like this has been sketchy yeah i think they did the first three and i really think i don't know it really worked to binge those first three because it was like, oh, shoot, where are they going to go next? That was wild. But having Dawn immediately leave made no sense because if anything, she would want to get payback and help bring Hank's killer to justice. Scarecrow should be caught from Connor doing X-ray, listening to his heartbeat, anything. He should be able to track him down. Dick could use his detective skills and find him. I mean, if nothing else, they could track down Jason with no trouble. Okay, and also, here's that other thing. Why not just call Raven in? I mean, it's not like this is that. I mean, if, you, if magically this is hard, you could call in your resident magician, sorceress, you know, extra plane worker to find where Jason is. She'd have she has a connection with Jason. So she could figure out, hey, this is where Jason is. Like, I know this is where Jason is. Like, it. It's like they they had options after they killed Hank. Hank, And every choice they've made since then 
has been a bad one where it's like they could they were at a fork in the road and every time they turned the wrong way it's like let's go this way no i think you should go this way Ooh, that didn't work out let's do this let's try this the titans look like a bunch of idiots who can't stop one dude deathstroke fighting all of them off is fine because he's deathstroke scarecrow is not a 13 episode villain he is seven episodes at most then you come up with somebody else but making them look this inept against Scarecrow when you already immediately bench Red Hood, who could have lasted for your first six, seven episodes, then you go into Crane. I feel like that's the real problem. Like they had well, two I mean, villains that would have worked, and they just botched them up right away. I mean, like at this point, it's almost like something they used kind of as a throwaway line early in the season was like, this would be the point where you could introduce. Rachel Ghoul to take over Gotham because the the detective's gone and you know it's you I mean the whole city is corrupt as everything and it proves my point why I should take over Gotham it's I mean I know maybe they don't want to try and step on too much of Batman Begins but it's like this actually if you want to you I mean you actually had the Lazarus pit that you spent two seconds on like you could at least say hey Crane is still he's not this good because he isn't there I think. And you've listed out a litany of reasons why this guy should be gone. If you, especially if you, as soon as you make him a, the actual player, it's oh, okay. Now we know who we're in. Oracle should be able to take him out. But how? Again, I'm still trying to figure out how Crane, who was in Arkham, managed to get inside of Oracle, this supercomputer that stopped him the first time because. There's nothing that says he should have had access unless Jason Todd did it, which also doesn't make sense because at that point, Jason Todd was already a known bad guy, so he wouldn't have access to Oracle. Yeah, there's there's a lot where they're hoping you don't think about it. And I think maybe that worked really well for the first three episodes where it's like so much is happening quickly where it's like, okay, uh, I'll go along with it. Having a week to digest and think about it really peels away a lot of the plot holes. And I'm finding it problematic in the sense that the Titans should be able to deal with Crane a lot faster. He's somehow smarter than every plan they come up with. And he already knows what they're going to do long before. Even when the pattern from the show is Nightwing does everything by himself. Like, what was was his plan if Nightwing just showed up on his own? I mean, like, the problem is he does not have a plan. There's no, like, magic way you can act like this is a plan. It's like, oh, I'm sure once they the Titans figure out me, they're going to bring the whole team because Dick can stop Jason Todd. After he's done stopping Jason Todd, he sure as heck can stop me. I don't have any fear. Even And maybe the thought is Jason, he know, and maybe Dick does is not suffering through a concussion. He's got some leaking version of the fear gas that Jason put in him. Maybe right when he saw him. But other than that, it doesn't make it it's it's hit the point. It's like, you're not making sense. And I'm tired. I can't go with these magic logical leaps thinking this is fun because it's like Scarecrow ain't the funnest dude for 13 episodes. Nah. Especially this version of Scarecrow. Cause I think if Cillian Murphy's version of Scarecrow was on here, I would be all on board with him for 13 episodes. 
this version of Scarecrow is a weird hipster. And he's not doing anything really devious, insidious. He's not weaponizing fear to any degree. His drug makes people hallucinate, maybe. And it makes them addicts. And all of a sudden, it also makes them killer murderers. And it's just like, which one is it? Where's the fear in it? It's like, that's the, I mean, the whole point of what we, we think of Scarecrow is he's trying to make everybody either overcome fear or he's trying to be the embodiment of fear. And this is, none of that is making sense. It's like, hey, I made a drug that from Jason that makes him overcome his fear, which should probably be the, I mean, it's like one of those, hey, once the side effect, once the drug wears off, it should basically make you relive your biggest fear to make you quote unquote become a more of an addict for this drug and versus, hey, everybody, you can just have no fear. It's like, it's like, no, this is no. Just but even from me. that concept, that could work because the Titans would then have to go around Gotham trying to stop people from doing reckless things because they have no fear. Like, oh, I'm going to be on top of this skyscraper. Oh, shoot, I'm falling. That would distract the Titans. That would be something mm-hmm. that could work. This whole random, they're starting to become killers and go after people makes no sense. Again, it's like, and who, it's like if that's the case, what stops him from going after you? I mean, exactly. he's not right. like the Joker, scary dude with a hood. It's like you look like a random dude, and why do I? I mean, and you haven't even made this formula so scary that I can't. The rest of the drug dealers or people or Jason can't just make this. And why do they need you? I don't. None yeah. of this makes sense at this point. Yeah, and also another thing with Red Hood. They had the perfect out for Jason if they wanted in the end to redeem him. The Lazarus Pit makes you crazy. All they had to do was have him stay crazy and Crane drugging him so he stays hyped up and crazy, but not knowing that the Scarecrow that's the one doing this, and he's just thinking he's acting on his own, acting irrational, which isn't a big stretch for Jason, but just going unhinged, very borderline psychotic, because he doesn't know what's going on. Maybe it's something in the helmet. Maybe it's something else. So if you then decide, hey, we want to make Jason get back in the graces of them, they fix that. The second he tricked Dawn into shooting and killing Hank, they wiped all that out. Because that was not some deranged plan. It was like, yo, this is a very clearly calculated plot that he did. So anyway, yeah. that's where I'm with Titans. I need them to figure out what the heck they're doing to salvage this joint. Right now, this is like the highest rated season of Titans on Rotten Tomatoes by far. I'm like, did y'all not see season two? Because outside of them killing Aqualad after he was really coolly introduced, I'm like, there's no way this season's better. Deathstroke can handle the Titans. And he did the Judas contract at Ravager. I mean, I'm like, what are y'all doing? Because this ain't it. Only, the only way this is truly rigged higher is more people are watching it and they like the grittier taste, but they're not paying attention. This is like one of those sugar highs. Oh, it's cool. Oh, it's gritty. Until you start looking at it, you binge. If you binge watch this in a season, I think you, then you start like, well, whoa, 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 that didn't make sense. That didn't make sense. Uh, okay, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm thinking when the sugar high goes off by the probably season finale or something. If they don't, I mean, 
I don't want to see Jason Todd back with the Titans. I mean, he's done. I don't. I mean, we, we've lost Dawn. Uh, it, it, it's it's not much from what the good of last season has left. To be honest. Yeah. Well, hopefully this is one of those cases like Arrow season four, where it just sucks and it's terrible, and they rebound next season because I feel like that's what they need at this point. They just need to hurry up and get this episode, this season over and build up everything for next year. All right, well, that was way longer than I thought we'd talk about Titans, but I had a lot to talk about, and thank you for indulging me. So with that said, let's wrap this bad boy up. Thank you for rolling with me, little brother. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.